I wonder what you hope for this Christmas. What's your hope for your Christmas this Christmas? Perhaps you, amongst the busyness of life, hope for a peaceful Christmas. Or perhaps on an evening like this, we might hope for a cosy Christmas with family and friends, mulled wine, mince pies, a roaring fire. We might hope for quality time with our family and our friends. Or perhaps with so much going on in the world at the moment, we're hoping for bigger things like peace in places where there are war or restoration where relationships have become fractured or broken. Sometimes hopes like this just seem so far off at Christmas, don't they? Christmas can be such a stressful and strained time and the real world is very much still there, even if you have got a glass of mulled wine and a mince pie in your hand. And sometimes speaking about love and joy and peace and hope can seem just like festive pleasantries. But what would it look like for those things, those hopes, to become a reality in your life this Christmas or beyond Christmas, perhaps, for us to truly know love, joy, peace and hope in our lives? Perhaps that thought causes us to consider where we look for love, joy, peace and hope in our lives. And perhaps we might consider what are the things which get between us and the love, joy, peace and hope which we seek after. Maybe it's anxiety, maybe health issues or worries about the people we love, maybe the news of war or injustice in our world stand between us and those things feeling more than just nice ideas which could be inscribed on those lovely, snowy, Victorian-looking Christmas cards. They're not real. They're just sort of nostalgic, aspirational ideas. But what I want to say to you this evening is that these things which get in the way of us having love, joy, peace and hope all of the difficulties of our world, all the realities of our lives, which make it difficult for those things to be felt, are exactly the things which Jesus came to address, which God came to address as he came to meet us in Jesus. Our reading from John, which I just read, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overtaken it. The darkness is real, but Jesus' light is brighter. At the heart of the Christmas story, we see the reality of a God who enters into the reality of our broken world and brings with him the possibility of transformation and hope. The circumstances of Jesus' birth that we've just heard of in our Bible readings and in our carols, show that reality. They were far from ideal. Mary was an unmarried teenager, giving birth in an outhouse in the middle of a political census called by an oppressive ruling power. Mary and Joseph would have been navigating familial, relational and political complexity 
And yet, within that, they choose to place their hope in this little baby. They trust that just as God has promised, this baby, who can't yet even speak, will one day be the one who speaks words of truth and life and freedom for the whole world. Let's consider the shepherds for a moment. They were the outsiders, but they were the first to be invited, the first to be told of this good news. So they come with hope that this might just be real. It might be the one of whom those angels spoke. Good news of great joy for all people might just include them. And then they encounter Jesus in the manger and their joy and their hope overflows and they leave praising God for all they've seen and all they've heard. Why? Because they recognise that in Jesus, God's light truly was breaking into the darkness of the world. The angel announced it to them on the hillside and they recognised it in Jesus. You see, at the centre of the Christmas story is Jesus, who has come into the reality of our world, not an idealised version of our world, but all the mess and darkness which we experience. He's come into the reality of that to be with us. In Matthew's Gospel, Jesus is called Emmanuel, which means just that, God with us. God with us, exactly where we are. John says it this way, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He came and dwelt among us to show us that he knows us and truly loves us. A Christian writer called Tim Keller unpacked this a little bit by saying, to be loved but not truly known would leave us with a superficial kind of love. And to be truly known but not loved, well, that is our greatest fear. But to be truly known and truly loved, that is the love of God which is shown to us in Jesus Christ. That is the love of God which is revealed to us in Jesus. That God knows the reality, all of the mess and the brokenness, and yet he loves us. He doesn't ignore that reality, but he comes to deal with it, to heal it. The wise men understood that because when they came, they brought gold for the new king, but they also brought frankincense and myrrh which were used in healing. God knows that we and our world need healing. And in his love, God is bringing about that healing through Jesus. Our relationships with one another, with God, with our whole creation are being healed and restored in Jesus Christ. The question is, are we going to accept that healing the forgiveness, the restoration which God is offering us in Christ? Or are we going to live as though we can sort out the mess for ourselves? I think quite often we're used to and maybe actually quite enjoy 
sorting things out for ourselves. I know I do. It's satisfying, isn't it, to uh, find a problem and solve it or to fix something or come up with some sort of clever solution for an issue. But if I'm real, and I suspect if each of us is real, I know that there are some things which we can't sort for ourselves, no matter how hard we try. A few weeks ago, I had what I thought was a broken tooth. And for a few days, I thought, completely illogically, oh, it will probably just sort itself out. (laughs) But then I saw a friend who, a couple of months before, had themselves had a broken tooth. And they reminded me that teeth don't just fix themselves. There are some broken things that we can't just ignore and expect to go away on their own. If it's your teeth, you need a dentist. But if it's brokenness in our hearts and in our lives which cause us pain, we know all too often that just like a broken tooth, it doesn't just go away or fix itself. We've tried that, but it keeps hurting. Well, the good news is that unlike the dentist, the healing on offer here is free. The healing that God offers us is without cost. It's a free gift offered to us in Jesus Christ. The healing God brings through Jesus is offered to each of us just where we are as a free gift. We see Jesus bringing healing wherever he goes in the pages of the Bible. He brings forgiveness, he brings peace. He brings freedom, hope, joy, restoration, and fullness of life. These things are on offer to each of us as gifts from God if we will only receive them for ourselves. Our carol, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, says he brings life and light to all. The rich, the poor, the young, the old, the sick, the well, the powerful, the marginalized. The story of Jesus' life is light and life to all he encounters. And in the pages of the Bible, we see as his story unfolds, it builds to the moment where he finally gives up his life and dies on the cross. But then three days later, we see the fullness of the light and the life which is in him as darkness and death are overcome as he rises again. And because of Jesus' life, death and resurrection, we today can know here and now that freedom and forgiveness, restoration are available to us and for all the world. Light and life to all he brings, risen with healing in his wings, our carol says. And that is what is at the heart of Christmas, that love, joy, peace and hope are not just aspirational qualities to inscribe on Christmas cards or Christmas decorations, but that love, joy, peace and hope can be found in Jesus Christ by each of us today. So let me pray for us all tonight. Father God, we thank you that you came to meet us just where we are. 
in Jesus Christ. You came into the mess and the darkness, the pain and the sadness of our world, bringing your light and your life, your freedom and your healing. And we pray this Christmas time that love, joy, peace and hope would be found in you for each of us. So would you draw near to each of us this Christmas as we draw near to you, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.